If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome. What is going on, guys? Tuesday night. So that means Comic News Weekly, like we do every week. Talking about some of that comic news. We also have some great topics. And we also have some new comic book day picks. New comic book day is tomorrow. Today, if you're DC or Lunar Distribution. But we're going to have a good time. Love all the people coming into the chat. Always a great conversation going on in there. And let's bring in the panelists, starting with Mr. Indy Spotlight himself, Andy Tomberlin. What's going on, buddy? What's up, brother? Glad to be here. Another week. And uh, let's get it going on. Tuesday. Feels like it should be Friday. Week just started, but damn, it's been long. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's like five Mondays in a row. (laughs) Next one, he missed missed us last week, but he is back again. And we have Dan from Dank Comics on YouTube. What's going on, Dan? What up? Uh, Yes, Tuesday night. New comic book day, insomnia night. So let's let's do it. Let's get this week going. Dan doesn't let the grass grow under his feet either. He's even in a different location tonight. So, um, yeah, he's he's on the lamb. <laughs> also, no stranger to YouTube. Tales from the flip side, brother from another mother. Same name and everything, just spelled wrong. Brian McClay. What's going on, buddy? Spelled wrong. Get the hell (laughs) out of here. Hey, it's a day that ends in Y. That means uh, I'm podcasting. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Talk about grass don't let grow under feet. You're always doing something, but (laughs) we're always happy to have you on here. And then, of course, bringing it up. Let me change that. (laughs) The producer and another comic book YouTuber himself, Mr. Comic Man, Andy Elbeardo Jefe. What's up, buddy? What is cracking, everybody? New comic book day eve, Monday 2.0. Here we are. Yeah, this is always fun. I appreciate this is one of the things I look forward to every week. Talking comics with friends, fellow YouTubers, fellow Instagrammers, fellow website authors. You know, Tomlin's got the deadlines, got to get that Indie Spotlight article out. But there's also a show that highlights that article on another channel right after this one. Right, Andy? Yes, sir. Keep it thorough comics. Uh, make sure and head over there afterwards. Great bunch of guys that uh, put a little twist on the list. And uh, it, it's great, man. Tune in. I'm telling you, you won't be disappointed. Yeah. So as soon as this stream ends, head over to Keep It Thorough. Like Andy said, great, great group of guys over there. But got my fellas here. Are you guys ready to talk about comics for the week? Yeah. 
I can tell the excitement. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that is exciting, though, which we couldn't really experience last year, which you're starting to see a lot, especially on social, especially all our friends within the comic community, is comic conventions are back. I mean, we have what Terrificon that came this past week. There's a, uh, there was one down in Raleigh also that that Phil from Vintage Comics and Toys was at. Comic conventions are back. Instagram is rolling with pictures. Love seeing everyone digging in those boxes. Just number one rule of Comic Con, right? Don't forget to wash your ass. But what do you guys think? Are you guys excited to see Comic Convention? Do you think we're gonna see? this kind of trickle into the comic market that we know of? Is the buying going to change? Is the buying habits going to change? Is book availability going to change? Are people going to hold off more? Because, hey, I can go look in cons now rather than have to buy stuff online. Facebook auctions, whatnot auctions even. What do you guys think about comic conventions? Tomerlin. I, uh, I'm glad to see it. How long it stays here right now with the current situation, I think that's uh, – that's going to play a little bit of a factor in the ones that are going on. Like right now, I think you're going to see more of a boom at those because people are worried, like, well, shit, we better get them in while we can, you know? So uh, I don't think we'll see a lot of difference from what's happening on the secondary market right now. I kind of think that would take a little bit longer. Like if they ran all year. uh, Yeah. I mean, if they didn't stop again, yeah, you might see some difference, but no, I, I think you'll uh, you'll see about the same, but I think you'll see a rush at these first couple. Like there's going to be a, I feel like a lot of people trying to get to them. You know, it's like Julian, so, <laughs> Julie Andrews in the Sound of Music, right, and twirling around like <laughs> conventions. Yes, 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 it's. Uh, I mean, I'm excited. I'm uh, I'm I'm ready to get to one. You know, um, you know, even smell that funk one time real good, like. You know, nobody's wearing deodorant or something. Something's so going on. Back, it's not used to digging through the box. I want no part of that funk. No part of that funk. <laughs> oh, come on, McClay. Come on, I man. can't stand that shit, man. Or the people that have, like, they're, they're about to miss their flight and they got their roll-up luggage full of short boxes next to you. Oh, uh, yeah. They're trying to dig through boxes. Yeah, yeah. Whacked yeah. in the head with, with uh, backpacks. Yeah. No, I uh, I am ready, though. I think it'll be good. Um Hey, maybe the mask will help with the stink a little bit around there. So it could be a, a win-win on that front. Um, Alberto, I know you have some cons like planned coming up, right, to get to attend? I We are extremely excited. We are locked and loaded for C2E2 this year. Hotel, three-day stay, everything. We are locked and loaded for Motor City Comic Con. We're hoping to run into some of the tales from the slip, flip side, brothers. And uh, hopefully I'm going to make that flight out to Baltimore to make that happen as well this year. That would what about Flipside Sisters? They got they got sisters over there too. Sisters man. are coming. We're, we we told Jen last night, uh, uh, comic book women crew. She's not coming. She's fired. So, <laughs> so it's. I think Andy's right. I think. I think we're going to see a lot of the same pricing. I don't think there's going to be a lot of changes. I think there will be less. I think there'll be more competition for buyers. What are the, what are the wall books you see right now? Or, or are you, you those envision aren't for sale. seeing if you haven't made it? Yeah, those, those aren't, aren't for sale. sale. Wall books aren't for sale anymore. <laughs> those aren't for sale. Those are just booth bait from what I'm hearing. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I imagine we're going to see something similar to C2E2. The last time that was up and running is it's a lot of the big major books that people need to move to make their nut right away to cover expenses in case 
things fizzle out in the last couple of days. I was going to say, was that the last made major con before they shut down last, last year, right? That was, and, and, you know, Hulk 181 was the book to, was the book and ASM 129 was the other book that you could see and find everywhere. I remember when like X-Men 266 was the major wall book on, of course that was like 2016 when Channing Tatum was the news, right? But what about you, Dank? Did you go to Terrificon? No, I didn't. I didn't. I had to do some family stuff. But, Party's uh, over. But, you know, actually, I, someone did tell me they think the... Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission... Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The smelling, you know, the smelliness, the stench. They think it's a part of a con- convention strategy to keep people away from you. So you can I've heard that. look at the bins. Yeah. Uh, however, I liquid ass. <laughs> that's yeah. good. That's good. I There's like that. a lot of people that connected um, in the convo community during COVID, right? Like a lot of new people connecting as a community because, you know, we couldn't connect, you know? So it's a lot of that going on too. A lot of those people meeting for the first time and getting from each other. So, yeah. yeah. And that is one thing that, you know, that's a good point is, People meeting, especially through one thing we did see a lot of is I think Zoom stock is probably a great thing to have right now because with COVID, a lot of people are jumping on Zoom meetings and a lot of people talking online or meeting new friends online. Now they're getting to meet people at the conventions and face to face. That's always a great experience. Um, I'm looking forward to some of that, of course, going to Baltimore this year. Uh, Last time went. I didn't even get to do much digging because I spent most of the time meeting people you've met online or talk, talk to chat rooms that I just enjoyed the conversation talking to them. What about you, Tony? You excited for comic conventions? What do you see? Um, do you see any trends changing? You guys. Get those uh, con exclusive Delta variants? Yeah, right. Well, you know, I, I kind of have a different perspective. I, I, I'm I'm kind of in the desert uh, when it comes to cons here in Minneapolis. We have some some decent local things. You don't have like you betcha con. <laughs> yeah, no, we have we have Galaxy Con that comes through, uh, but you know Galaxy Con is is great. I usually try to bring the kids. Um, I, I want to say last time we were there, there were five comic vendors. I mean, it's much more pop culture. They have a huge video game area, and, and it's fun. You know, we go check everything out. Um, but, you know, considering I have been into comics since I've been a kid, on and off for years, I actually have yet to to be at a, a, an actual Comic-Con. Um, 
And I, uh, I booked my flight and got my hotel for Baltimore. So I'm going to go hang out with all the peeps out there this year. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I, I, I do want to take some time to dig. I think it's going to be great to, to see a lot of people in person. Uh, yeah, I heard Baltimore is only open Saturday and Sunday now. <laughs> Don't go on Friday, anyone. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It should be a blast. And I don't care if they want to have some sort of restrictions, whatever. I don't give a crap. McClay, I also want to ask you, not only the answer to that, but I also want to ask you, do you think, I know San Diego has that smaller thing they're doing in November, but do you think San Diego is looking back going, man, we should we should have just had the normal um, San Diego Comic Con this year in July. No, because they're Californian. I think that the craziness in California, now whether you agree with it or not, there's a lot of uh, restrictions still in California, um, and I just I, I think it's almost impossible um, to put a con that big on in a place where the restrictions are still so strict, or, or and could be getting stricter. Right now, here's the thing though. New York, New York, New York's are getting ready to put on their con. So we'll see what happens with that, right? That's uh, when is that? October what? Um, October seventh to the tenth. Okay, so, so I did put a link in the chat that has a, all these upcoming conventions that are coming up. You got you got Comic Con Ukraine and Kiev Ukraine, Helsinki <laughs> Comic Festival in Finland, but yeah. You know, well, with San Diego down though, Brian, is that gonna is that gonna boost all the other cons? I mean, yeah. we don't we don't have our mecca. Not that you know, the the group of us didn't necessarily travel to San Diego Comic Con every year, but uh, is that gonna be good for the Baltimore's, for the Detroit's, for the you know Jacksonville's? Yeah, I I, think I like from a Baltimore. I go to Baltimore every year. That's the one con I go to, I, and for the longest time, Baltimore would happen, and then like a week after New York Comic Con would happen. I like the fact that New York Comic Con is before Baltimore now because a lot of times when you try to do that deal hunting on Sundays, a lot of people are like, nah, I'm going to New York in like two weeks. I'll just hold on to it and try to sell it then. Now they're like, I've gone through New York, gone through Baltimore. It's, it's Sunday. Let's make a deal. I don't want to hold on to this anymore. So, You know, that's a great question because I act, that actually came up in a conversation the other night. Somebody said, what were the deals like on Sunday? And I think uh, they were talking to maybe Phil or somebody that was at the RallyCon. Uh, 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 RallyCon, is that what it was? Yeah, it was um, Raleigh. Okay. So, Galaxy Con Raleigh. So one of the questions was, what were the deals like on Sunday? And I can't remember if he answered, but uh, for some reason, I thought that uh, people had been mentioning that, like, the deals aren't that great. As a matter of fact, that not only the deal's not that great, you know, we were kind of joking about it earlier about um, booth bait, you know what I mean? That there was multiple books that people asked, hey, uh, I'd like to, you know, what's the price on that book? Or even had a price on the book and said, can I see that book to buy it? And they said, it's not for sale. And it's like, so that's that's part of my worries i kind of feel like um in the past it always felt like con prices were so high compared to other prices that uh, i don't know if they can do that anymore and get away with it like they have been people are just going to get angry you know i don't, I like hitting that like five to ten those five ten dollar boxes on sunday yes. and then get like <laughs> it's not the best deals but five ten dollar boxes and they're going hey two dollars a book right now or whatever and you can find a bunch of stuff that's just 
not even run fillers, just those those in between keys or in between issues or you know the 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 cover arts that pops that people are always looking out for the Miss Marvels the the Captain Marvel and um, I can't even think of her name now the DC character um, Mary Marvel Hugh, that Hughes did a lot of covers for oh uh, uh, Big Boobs McGee Black Cat Power Girl Black Cat Power, Power Girl, Girl. Power Girl. <laughs> Big Boobs McGee. Power Girl. Yeah. I know. Power Girl. That was good. That was good. <laughs> there are people will always find good deals, I think. Um, I still think that there are a lot of people that uh, don't know what's out there or what's in their boxes. So you'll be able to find those. But I think that the day has has passed where you know you're looking through dollar and two dollar bins and pulling out great books constantly yeah. i think that day's passed i think you need to carry a, a cell phone jammer with you <laughs> that's exactly it uh, have, did you guys have you guys did anybody here go to any of the cons the last week i have no, no. i know I, uh, I, john from 616 was up at terrific Con. i wanted to ask if people were walking around more with their with their uh cell phones because um i got a a message from my buddy jesse uh jesse james comics he's he's making a drive up to your your neck of the woods uh tony uh minneapolis he's going all the way up to minneapolis to buy like a twenty thousand book collection and then on his way up there he's stopping at all the stores along the way and going through their you know their stuff and and buying stuff and then on the way back he's doing the same he said that on the way up there, he's like every store he's been into. It's nothing but people looking at their phones the whole time, just n- yeah. constantly looking at phones, every book, and he and it was just blew him away. And I said, "Wow, man, that's that's kind of crazy." And so that made me think: Are we going to see that at cons? You're just going to see people with phones. Oh yeah, like yeah. give people time to learn and build a knowledge base for those people that are new. To, to new to comic book collecting or new to collecting certain areas, the phone is just the most. Con- I still see people with the paper and pencil lists yet. I still see quite a few of those, but I definitely see a, a younger fan base coming in that might not have the 20 years worth of experience that they'll need that informational database to while they build that up. Yeah, they use phones all the time down here. Any shop I go in, like, it's constant. You see five people in there and they're all on the phone, pulling books, searching through them. Like it's, I mean, everywhere you go down here. Wow. You know, you get, you get digging through long boxes though. You ever feel that, that like you got the one guy who's like two boxes over and he's coming in your direction. You're like, I, I don't want to miss a damn thing right now. I, I, I this is my that's box. That's wingspan. <laughs> yeah, no, it, you like if you skip if you go past it and somebody and the guy picks something out of it, you're like, what did he grab? God dang it, I missed that. You know, it, it is pressure. Like you don't want to miss anything. So I get the I get the motivation because yeah, you pull up the key collector and it tells you, you know, these are the numbers: 310, 318, 319, 324. But yeah, it it kind of takes the fun out of it. I know there's still a new world. Is- there's still that gut instinct, that gut feeling of flipping through books and looking for something that that's striking to you to add to your collection, whether it be just a cover or just a title, something that entices you to read or collect that book. There's an aspect of that sort of digging through bins that I really enjoy quite a bit. Finding new stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying that's that's what it is as far as them and on their phones. Some people might not even be looking books up. It's they've just transitioned from a notebook to exactly the notes on your phone now where they have their, their checklist there. Yep. Yeah. Um, CLZ. I'm constantly on CLZ going through what, because I can never remember and I'm tired of buying doubles and triples. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. I'm with you though, Andy. I, I prefer, I like to be as prepared as I can, but once I get there, I'm just going to go on gut and memory. And if I, if I miss it, you know, if I didn't recognize the cover, that's, that's bad on me. Next time I'll come more prepared. I got a good yeah. question. What when we get to the point where, you know, we're back at these cons, say, you know, when we go to Baltimore and we all meet up in Baltimore, um, what are you going to be looking for? Is there things that, I mean, don't give away your like grails, but I want to know, like, is there something, certain niche comics, niche stuff that you're going to be looking for that you're excited to look for? Oh yeah. Gold, golden age all day. Like, you know, pre-code stuff. I'm, I'm so ready to dig back in boxes. I can remember Heroes uh, two years ago, digging in uh, boxes with Lauren, pulling out Eeries like it was. Uh, I mean, it's, there's just something about that. That's what cheap, I'm saying. Cheap like, DC bronze horror books, man. Some Wrightson and yeah, yeah. Like those that's are the, the ones. Stuff I like to look for at cons. Even yeah. like the copper, you know. Like I said, I, I love those five ten dollar five to ten dollar boxes, and just find books that. Normally I wouldn't buy or, Hey, I'm not going to buy that on eBay, but it's sitting right here, you know, and if I pick up a handful of them, then you can kind of haggle a little bit. So those are the type of books that I don't really have. The only grail that I'm kind of on the hunt for is that Disney comics and stories, number one, but I'm not in, I'm not in the, the, I don't have the purse to put to buy it right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be definitely focusing long. on, Oh, go ahead, man. I don't know, like if you're looking through a phone and, and there's like tons of books at this con, it almost takes too long to like, you're going to feel like FOMO all the time. So like having that knowledge base allows you to like right. super fast. And when there's so much, it might be an advantage not to use the phone. Yeah, you're right. Try to memorize it. Yeah, that memorizing it though. That that's uh, it's tough. <laughs> my brain's like overloaded and there's smoke coming out of my ears and it's like it is. That's oh, that's where I like shit. I like to attack convention bins with a generational mindset. Like the last two, three, four, five years, I'm looking for all those ninety books that everybody says were overprinted, and I'm grabbing some of those keys that are now starting to now starting to see some value appreciation. I'm gonna be doing the same thing for two thousands books. Yeah. You yeah. late late nineties transitioning into two thousands on up to two thousand five, two thousand six, two thousand seven, and then you're gonna see the dwindling of the newsstand edition of books up until like twenty twelve to twenty fourteen, something around there. So digging through those bins, looking through for those really scarce newsstand prints in the mid two thousands, and like there's so many indie first appearances that are really underappreciated and undervalued and overlooked in my opinion. There's tons of stuff out of you know, when image first started that people just haven't had a lot of interest yet. And maybe that generational cycle will come through and then it'll spike again. Yeah. Andy. Young blood still sucks. <laughs> Andy, it's and there's definitely some misses. Andy, you stole mine. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. Those, uh, a, a lot of those nineties books. I mean, we know like spawn one newsstand in a nine, eight is a, is a thousand dollar book now. 
the first Angela in a nine, eight in a newsstand went for over a grand this week. I mean, those are books that you're going to find out there at a con. Uh, you got it. I mean, you have to be super picky and, and find those minty ones, but you could get that in a $5 bin and, and get it graded and, and, you know, make a gigantic ROI if you're looking to sell. I like picking up like that one-off stuff, like the Devils Do GI Joe books, and yep, just that's that, what I'm looking for. Just, like I said, the stuff that you wouldn't normally buy or you're aware of, but you might not have at your LCS or my LCS doesn't doesn't carry a lot of back issues. So I like going to cons and, and digging into those. Those because also, not gonna lie, those five to ten dollar boxes seem seem to be right here. <laughs> so it's stand up. You have to, you have to not get on your knees on the bottom. With, great point (laughs) great point listen if you're a dealer at a con trust me i get it that it's hard to have space but you will sell more of those books that are on the floor if you take them off the floor yeah yeah Yeah. or you can be like dino and find a freaking dave wilkins skeletor variant for like three bucks you know what i'm looking for i'm uh this year that i really want to find like I want to go and find like cool Archie innuendo covers. That's what I want to find. I love that shit. Yeah. You know, I think I want to do for a con first is I think I want to bring my my mini folding camping table so I can take box by box off the floor and put it at about chest level and sit there and just flip through them standing up and save myself a lot of back pain over the course of three days. Those, those you need one of those uh, chairs that. That hangs yeah. on your butt, and you just sit down on yeah, the, the lean post. Didn't yeah. have, didn't uh, Mel have one of those in the Midtown line? <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I, I want to give that shout out to to Mitch Joel in the chat, who who had some great stuff in there, talking about the industry's done it to us, where you know every every thing's a key in in terms of variants, and people are often searching on their phones. Um, also, other people in the chat, Digger Jim, got AKA Mr. Bolo, Jeff Ingram. Appreciate everyone joining us, but we're gonna move along, move along, move along <laughs> from cons to controversy. Like what I did there, Dan. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tell us what's going on with ScarJo. Right. ScarJo is suing Disney for uh, the day and date release that they did. It ain't so, Joe. Because she says, um, you know, it makes her miss out on a lot of potential profits because there was a second week drop in the Black Widow film, which is a bigger drop than ever in any Marvel film. And this might be the lowest grossing Marvel film of all time 
And yeah, and also it's inspiring possibly Emma Stone to also do a the same kind of lawsuit for Cruella. Yeah, from Cruella. And uh, Disney, Disney, you know, they, they said how much she got already to kind of like shame her, I guess. But they didn't say that they didn't do what they were accused of. They didn't actually outright deny like. Directly. Yeah, they just said it doesn't hold merit, right? However, yeah, the lawyers, Berlinski and Kazowitz that are working on this case, I mean, they work for Google, you know, so I I don't think they're going to, you know, create a frivolous lawsuit necessarily, uh, unless there's some sort of merit behind the case. And this is a big case because, you know, as we know, a lot of uh, media is going digital and digital streaming is becoming the way people are consuming and but the, 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 there hasn't been deals worked out that allow talent to get money from that stuff. And uh, companies, they do a lot of fuzzy math to keep as much money as possible. So well, You said Google. I'm not as worried about that. Now, if you would have said they work for Facebook, I'd be more worried because then you got, you know, it, it's fact checked at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's interesting because you always need, you always need a rich person to start this kind of case. So like there's a lot of massive conglomerates and they kind of screw over a lot of people, but no one is rich enough to hire the lawyers that can go against the rich company's lawyers. So this is sort of that kind of situation as well. Like, you know, we can all say like, you know, she, Oh, she has 20 million, which is what they're trying to say. Disney's trying to do is shame her, I guess. But, um, it, I think they know it's more than that. I guess there's like a lot of, repercussions and and this is a lawsuit a lot of people are going to keep their eyes on in the industry especially producers and um yeah producers as well not just actors yeah i i get i don't like stuff like this because it's often you get put in the court of public opinion right away and to be honest i don't know what the contract says and and it's a he said she said back and forth so then you automatically get like you get the part where it's like what is she complaining about? How much money has she made off of the MCU alone? Look what they've done for her. But to be honest, that's fine. But if you're doing a contract and it's written a certain way and they violate it, she has merit for the case. It's just we don't know. The devil's in the details. But I'm also curious on what everyone else on the panel thinks. Yeah, I mean, you, you think about it like, yeah, what? It, look at what the MCU's done for her. But this is what her last, this is her last hurrah yeah. too, right? So, I mean, that's got to probably play a little part in it, I would think. Like, you know, let me, let me milk this last one for all of its worth. It's you really know. just an episode of what if, right? What if <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what if Black I Widow mean, sued Disney? Yeah. And I, <laughs> and I just wonder though, if just being the last one, you know, like had something to do with uh, the way it went down like this. Uh, but apparently Kevin Feige is also upset about this. Um, yeah, I, I did see she's that. Siding with Scarlett Johansson, um, she doesn't like the way Disney did not really communicate clearly with her when they were asked for communication. It's it's all going to come out though. When we go on trial, we're going to see all this stuff. So yeah, we'll see. Well, and it's funny, and, it, and it's funny because I, I read an article like that too, and they were saying, "Hey, it's one thing if ScarJo gets mad, but if Kevin Feige feels a certain way, like, yeah, he's not going to get in the middle, but you need to make him, you know, he's a little bit more important to make happy for what he does for the MCU." My feelings are, if 
there was a contract and the contract was was explained to make her feel a certain way and um and you know they went and she, i don't know i just my th- all my thoughts are always don't mess with my money like once you start messing with my money then it becomes a whole different ball game um and i don't care if it's if if you made 20 million dollars off the deal if you were supposed to make 40 million or 30 million or 21 million an extra million dollars is a lot of money you know and it's you just don't mess with people's money like that well it, one thing it does is it brings a lot of information to the forefront of for how many years were we going why don't they just put it on disney plus already well we kind of know a little bit reason why now is there was contract that had a box office number tied to it yep well, you know, here's here's the thing that always blew me away about these Marvel movies and these big, you know, Avengers Endgame and you know all these big movies is that they're paying a lot of some of the big actors big money to be in. You know, if you got ten big actors being in a movie, that's a lot of money that you're dropping on these actors. So, when does it get to a point to where like we might not be seeing these big team up movies anymore and stuff like that because it's going to be so expensive to pay all the actors and everything yeah i i you know we talked about this uh on on drunken chat a little bit this last week um and i two points i kind of want to make number one i i I agree with you all uh that yes it's it's her contract it's her money uh if she if she deserves to make more if that was part of the deal she should be allowed to to sue it's if she is in the wrong, then she won't win the lawsuit. So be it. If she is in the right, then she will win the lawsuit. So be it. You know, it. I think she definitely has merit. It's no different than like if you're a band who gets a cut of the cover, right? And then the the owner of the club starts letting people in the side door, or starts you know, streaming it. Like, what if the owner of the club said, "You know, I'll give you cover. I'll give you half of the cover." And then he doesn't tell you that he's going to throw it on his YouTube page, which has, you know, a million followers that uh, loves watching, you know, live bands at his place. Right. So, I, I mean, I think it's uh, if I was in that position, yeah, I would I would be pissed off, too. And I think the fact that Feige, I, I think any of them would have sued in that position, not not just Scarlett. Do you, do you think she was like all smiles the, the, the first weekend? And then after that, she's like, whoa, hold up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's going on here? I'm sure she was just disappointed that, you know, after all these years that, that her feature had to come at this time, you know what I mean? Coming off of global pandemic, we had seen the first trailer over a year ago. I mean, that's, you know, people were already bored with it by the time the movie came out. You, you had to kind of re- rev them up again so it was just a really bad situation i don't think there was a good solution but once disney made that choice they should have gone to her they should have known i bet whoever made that choice didn't even know that was in her contract yeah like they should have gone to her and renegotiated at release and said okay we're gonna release at home i know you get a cut of the box office so uh, you know we're gonna sell we predict we're gonna sell x number of you know whatever's uh to the home buyers, will will you know whatever so she would have she would have agreed and she would have made more money and and it wouldn't have ended up in a lawsuit. But the interesting part to me is 
is really all the pushback. There was a lot of pushback, maybe not, not so much in the chat tonight, a little bit, but uh, there's a lot of pushback against Scarlett Johansson for that. That's curious to me. Like not, uh, I don't know. You know, I'm not a. a yeah. I, a, and that's what I'm talking about. It's like that, that you get that court of public opinion, but to be honest, put yourself in her shoes. And, and you know, I don't know. I, I don't know how I'd, I'd feel about the same thing. There were some um, vehement opinions. Like yeah. she's, she's spoiled. She got her chance. She got her feature. She's making 20 million. You know, RDJ didn't get that kind of pushback when he he basically pushed Terrence Howard out of Iron Man too. By well, now, and he also brought the salaries from all those others up through through his negotiation and his power. Everyone wants to be the next Keanu Reeves from the Matrix, and he he back ended his salary into to those box office sales and and carried um, home a nice payday. I mean, at the end of the day, they, the, oh, go ahead. No, uh, they delayed the release, right? And um. Chinese government delayed the release of Black Widow, which some believe was a conspiracy to tank the movie because then perfect copies would be bootlegged all over China with this little delay, which will just kind of destroy the box office for an American picture to soup up the Chinese film industry. Um, and, and it could be true. I mean, I, the, honestly, the Chinese government does do fishy things like that. So I wouldn't be surprised because they are really trying to push the domestic product. So they kind of... On top of, you know, the day and date, China destroyed the Chinese box office for this film as well, um, which is, you know, a big deal for these films. I'm surprised Chinese box office does anything because I, I actually, I, I lived in China for five years. You can get digital, you can get perfect digital DVDs, sometimes even before release. If the movie came out in the UK a week earlier, you can watch it at home before it hits the theater. I think people are going to the theater for the experience for the popcorn for the, well, I, I have seen like most of the bootlegs. They're very good. Right there, but they're rarely like crystal clear unless there's some sort of stream release somewhere. Um, they'll be cool. Well, that's another thing you're getting out of these Disney plus is they're, they're on torrent sites or Cody or whatever. Right. And a lot of people are watching it for free. But good news is, uh, Colin Yost, her <laughs> husband, got the T Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles writing gig for the live-action reboot, I believe. I guess it's a reboot. The reboot of the reboot of the reboot. The reboot-a-thon. Mm. At the end of the day, a contract is a contract. It's black and white, right? That's yeah. what they had in place. But I'm with Tony and I'm with Mitch that choices had to be made. It was a global pandemic, but... They literally pay people hundreds of millions of dollars a year to navigate these situations so that stuff like this doesn't happen for bad PR. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson's not suing. Over no, he, he, he's not. But like who at Disney doesn't go and renegotiate this with her and take care of her just because this might be her hurrah for this film doesn't mean she's not going to be a great asset for Disney later on as uh, an earner. So how do they not how do they not stop what they're doing and look into this and at least give 10 interns pay through the weekend to dig through all these files. Like most other attorney offices are, well, you know, I mean, I'm paraphrasing heavily. I'm just making stuff up, but I mean, how do they not at least make the effort and, and save that money and keep an earner in their corner for the future, whether she's doing something Marvel related or not. I mean, it's just kind of odd and it honestly kind of sucks the wind out of the sale for me to even want to watch the movie. Now I still haven't seen it. 
It just adds drama to this situation for me. Um, she just signed on to The Last of Us. Are you going to watch that? Uh, don't pull my leg on that one. I'm not falling for that one. You should see the movie, Andy. It's a good movie. I mean, it's not the best Marvel movie out there. But, I mean, it's a it's a solid popcorn. Yeah, it's enjoyable. And I, I enjoyed seeing it in the theater. I, I'm, I'm hoping to see Suicide Squad in the theater myself. Yeah. Speaking of movies and shows, getting over to Amazon, right, Tony? You're your paper girls. Yes. They just had a little bit of a news where what just happened over there. Yeah, Brian K. Vaughn's Paper Girls, as as most of us know, is is uh filming actually right now over at Amazon Studios. Uh there are two showrunners for the show. The news this week was that one of them, the Stephanie Folsom. Uh, has stepped down. They didn't really get into the reasons why. Um, I don't. I, I don't know enough to know the the background of the two showrunners. Um, you know, obviously this is a this is a, a female led cast. We've got the four lead characters are young girls. We've got an older version of the one girl uh, played by Ali Wong. Uh, so it. In, in today's world, it, it might be a good idea to have <laughs> to have uh, the show be run by, uh, or at least the voice of a female in there. So I'm not sure what that means for for the show. Obviously, they're going to move forward. But um, Andy, I know uh, Comic Man Andy, you and I are, are well along with other people here. I'm sure, but we've talked about Brian Kavon quite a bit. What is your what's your prognosis on Paper Girls? <sighs> I'm not following the news as heavily as I should, but I will say that regardless of what news hits, I'm extremely excited because you've got Why the Last Man and now Paper Girls are two of BKV's first things hitting the screen, right? I'm a little worried about Why the Last Man, and that's not really text. that's not the topic at the moment. Paper Girls, I'm more concerned for because it was a more fleshed out, more experienced Brian K. Vaughn. So Why the Last Man, whether it sinks or swims and does well, was a very early BKV writing, right? It's a very early BKV series. Well, Paper Girls is is when he's more developed and more streamlined as a writer. So if Paper Girls doesn't do well... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What kind of pace or what kind of tone does that set for anything else? BKV hitting the screen. <laughs> Saga, <laughs> excuse me. What I had something in my throat there for a second, but Paper Girls is just a phenomenal sci-fi type of. I'm really excited for that. I love 
what he does in his writing. So whether it's somebody leaving for creative differences or contractual issues, I just kind of stop waiting through some of this news and information so that it doesn't affect my perspective of a show or series when it does hit. Yeah, you know, I can, I can see that. I think you have to wonder why. Like, well, it definitely makes you wonder why. Well, what's going on? I mean, if it's if it's Brian K. Vaughn, like, if he's hard to deal with because he wants it a certain way, um, is he going to get into, like, the Malar syndrome? Um, like, it, it, I think it just makes you worry a little bit uh, about his properties in general, seeing – seeing this go down like this you know yeah well they're saying production's not impacted on it and it looks like she did the majority of the, the writing um dan i know you probably have some more information on this as well but um yeah and it says that amazon and legendary tv opted to part ways with their but that the production wasn't impacted and christopher c rogers is now the solo showrunner but she's written other stuff too like she wrote she co-wrote toy story 4 um She's actually written two episodes for that Amazon Lord of the Rings series coming up. Ooh. And she's also written two episodes of that Star Wars Resistance series. So uh, I think you, guys you might not see it right up front, but whatever that production going past whatever they have done so far is if you see an impact, that might be where you see it. But Has she said anything on Twitter or Instagram or anything about what's going on? I not haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't look like it. Yeah. I'm waiting for the sequel, Paper Women. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a El Beardo joke. It's a series about time travel. So, yeah, you know, going back to uh, Andy, uh, you mentioned Brian K. Vaughn. I'm not sure what role he's taking in this. I don't. I, I mean, no, I it's, 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 it's not whether or not he's. It's not whether he's got to be like an executive producer. Role. But I don't think, you know, he's not the showrunner. He's not even the writer on the right. show. Right. It's, it's all about people's perception and perspective of how, what kind of pace that will set. Right. I mean, even if he's not really playing a role in the moment, it's all about that perspective, right? Because we eat with our eyes. We listen with our ears. It's just, wait a minute. One minute. You know what I'm kind of getting at. If, it's, if, it, if it flops and <laughs> flops, who's going to have interest in doing another BKV storyline or story? Well, I mean, yeah. um, no, I don't know, because Alan Moore, right? His stuff hits, doesn't hit. They keep doing it. Um, Hollywood is is emotionally, uh, it's creatively bankrupt. You know, they they will they'll try anything. And why we don't know what happened, why they broke apart or whatever. And it could be anything. Like people just need to be able to work together, and maybe they can't work together. I mean, this happened. There's like this happens to movies, but nothing really comes of it. It, it could be just creative differences. We just don't have enough details. Um, yeah. Ali Wong's and, and, in the show, huh? She is, yep. I know her. I, mean, I have her number. I didn't we'll know she was in the show. Her, we, we, can, we can throw up a seventh window here. Let's get her on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I haven't called her. I haven't called her in a long time. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the show, though. Like you said, Andy, like it, I, I, I'm putting a lot of pressure on this the, the same way that you are. If this is a, if this is a big hit, um, I think there's going to be a lot of comparisons to Stranger Things, 
uh, have it be known though, Paper Girls actually came out before Stranger Things first aired. So if anything, Stranger Things could have plucked thing, you know, story elements or ideas from Paper Girls. Um, obviously, I, I don't know what they're planning on rating this. It, you know, coming out on Amazon, you don't have to pick, you know, PG or PG thirteen or R. Because I mean, in the you know, in the in the comic, the girls are smoking and swearing their heads off, and so it'll it'll be interesting. It'll be it'll be kind of like a Stranger Things with the, with a, I don't know a much different vibe, I guess. Not not quite as campy and corny. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it though. I think it'll be interesting to see once it uh, once it does make it if it if it makes it all the way through. A lot of fans on this. A lot of fans on this storyline. A lot of people looking forward to it. Yep, totally agree. I think the you know you mentioned the Lord of the Rings. Got him. That's maybe we can talk about that next week. There was a little bit of news on that. They they set a release date for that. Four hundred and twenty million dollar budget for shatter the record of, of budgets for one season of a TV show. How many episodes? I I don't know. I don't know if they've announced it or if they have, I'm not sure what, what that is, but yeah. Well, they um, just the premiere date or whatever, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a year from now. So yeah, September got, 22. They're sounded like they were finishing up filming. So there's a lot of post-production work, but can't take all how much green screen is in it is what i want to know how much editing and i don't know 420 you got that's a lot of locations you can be filming on but yeah i don't know man i'm you know i've seen a lot of comments in the chat about how you know the the covid stuff everything's different everything's different what a things just aren't aren't the same anymore man like not even anywhere close to the same and we have to just ride what we can get i think at this point it, it, not that it affects this because it's going to be on amazon but have you seen like how constrained movie to streaming to video that that timeline's so short now mm -hmm. i remember back in the day where it seems like you'd almost wait a year for the movie to come on VHS and still oh, yeah. be $100 at Suncoast. Now you got, it was like three months right before COVID pretty much like hit the theaters three months later, it was on um, pay to pay to rent or whatever. Now it's going from theaters. I'm saying not like Disney plus stuff, but you're hitting theaters. It's hitting a streaming service within a month after that. And then it's the free streaming service within a month after that. It's so crazy. The collector's edition at target. Yeah. Yeah, I know I'm I'm the I got you beat by a couple of years, but no, seriously, I mean in the in the 80s it was years. Yeah, I, I, mean, I waited so long for Top Gun. Like I remember my kid at the playground, my friend at the playground said he had it bootleg, and I was all bragging to my parents, but never got it. Laser disc or whatever it might have been. But yeah, it seemed like it was like three years for Top Gun for between yeah. movie theaters and, and video rental. Yeah, yeah, Top Gun, Top Gun. What a what a great storyline. So that being said, the little segu there. Um, storylines. What is one arc or graphic novel story that 
you love that think you, you think people should read. Um, I, I, uh, who should I start with here? I tell you what, I'll, I'll go first. Um, old school Kate's, uh, God country. If you have not read that and you have someone that's been touched by Alzheimer's, um, I, I highly recommend that read. Um, it's, it's really good. You know, it puts a perspective on, on, on things, you know, a different perspective on things. And it, it's just a all around good story. And I think that with a movie coming on it as well, uh, I mean, I, it'll be interesting to see how tight the movie stays to the, to the, the book. The, didn't, the didn't Donnie write the screenplay as well, I believe. Yes. Yeah. So it should be pretty, should be pretty tight. And, uh, I think that one could open up a lot, uh, a lot of possibilities for a lot of other Kate stuff um, down the road. But just story-wise, yeah, yeah. But just uh, Baby Teeth is good. I, I would like to see that one. Yep, Redneck too. There's so many good ones, you know. Even going back to ones before that, you know. Um, but it just a, it's a good story with a lot of meaning in there, you know. So. That's mine, but uh, Brian, what 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 you thinking, Brian? Uh, simple man, Brian. Oh, me? So I'm going back old school. I always talk about how my comic collection is a lot of nostalgia driven. So one of the biggest influences that got me hyped, that kind of got me out of Archie comics into Batman, was that Batman fit or issue 426 to 429. That death in the family, right? I look back on it now. Even at my time as a childhood, that was like there was no internet, right? That was the book that I remember getting the first FOMO on, seeing the first hype about trying to get that issue where Robin died. And before American Idol, there was Denny O'Neill who threw up a 900 number, and you would call in to say, Hey, does Jason Todd live or does Jason Todd die? A lot of people hated Jason Todd at that point, but the Numbers, it was like 5,343 wanted him to die, 5,271 wanted him to live. So they had printed two different issues, but he ended up dying. And that's what we got. And I remember that was like the first book in the comic book store. That was also a card store. I was more collecting cards, but seeing that going, oh, I got to have that book. You couldn't search the internet for it. So at the time, me being 11 years old, I thought, well, I'll just get the trade paperback. It'll be worth so much more because it's got all four issue, all the issues in it. Mm. Well, that wasn't the case. But <laughs> Jim Starlin writing, right? You got the Mignola covers for those issues. There's just so much goodness within those. I've since gone and picked single issues up in nine eights just for my PC, just because that story arc has one of the most biggest impacts from me and all of comics. Yep. That's uh that's what it's about, you know, the the ones that stick with you and the ones that uh that last. So yeah, I'll have to uh I might have to investigate that one for sure. McClay, what you what you thinking? Give us one. All right, I've got three things, right? Um and uh it all depends on how knowledgeable a person is with uh comics, right? I'll share my screen here real quick. Um number one is if they know comics, Superman, Batman, that type of stuff, and uh, they you know haven't been into it for a while, always my go-to is Kingdom Come. Like that is 
they have, but they have to have some knowledge in DC Comics, right? So um, if they have a little bit of knowledge, I, I go Kingdom Come. Um, if they have a little bit of a knowledge, but not like deep uh, on Green Lantern, Rebirth, one of my all-time favorite storylines. But if they have no knowledge of comics or anything, in my opinion, the best trade paperback to hand somebody, like other than like if it's a big Marvel or DC book, the stories of Alan Moore in DC. You get Killing Joke. You get uh, what happened. Whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow. You get um, uh, the the here. I'll read off. Yeah, you get everything. It says here, so you get Action Comics 584, Batman Annual 11, Batman the Killing Joke, DC Presents 85, Detective 549 to 550, Green Lantern 182, The Omega Men, Secret Origins. These are all like major tales that Alan Moore changed the status quo at DC. Um, absolutely amazing. The One of my favorite all-time stories is, you know, uh, I forget what it's called. Like, what, what do you give the man of Whatever. tomorrow for? Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's one of my favorite stories. Um, and then, of course, the killing joke is like, it's like um, crack for comic fans. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong there. Yeah. That, uh, that is a good one there for sure. I, uh, I, I like it. Alberto Hefe, what you thinking? Is this even a question? <laughs> it's the start I- with the S. In all seriousness, it will always and forever be Saga for me. Saga is probably the most relatable comic book that I've ever read. Trade paperback comic book. It's relatable from many different points. It tackles a lot of things that I think our society has tackled, is currently tackled, and, and might continue to tackle for the future. It's accepting in some places where we should be more accepting as a people it it kicks you right in the feels drags you through the mud gives you just a little bit of hope and then leaves you crying when you don't want to be crying it's series of the first comic book that i have actually shed tears to reading and we're on that cusp of that coming back at some point here soon they've been saying it for years but that is the one comic book that Whenever somebody says, what's the first thing that I should read or what do you think I should read? It'll always and forever be Saga Trade Paperback number one to the point where I just ordered 10 more copies. Just ordered 10 more copies to add to giveaways coming up here soon for my own channel so that people that want an opportunity to read that can have that opportunity. And if they don't, they can pass it along to a friend. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I I definitely knew you were going the Saga route, though, but... uh, Our our family story is intrinsically tied with how we discovered that book and how we began collecting that book. So that's a whole nother half hour story there. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, the backstories are what makes makes these uh, special to us. And, you know, I mean, got us going down that rabbit hole on them. But uh, Dan, what you thinking, man? All right. So um, since McClay said three, I'm going to go with three, but I have a thematic connection to the three. Um, I'm naming Planetary by Warren Ellis, Ooh. written by Warren Ellis Preacher, written by Garth Dennis, and Top Ten by Alan Moore. And Top Ten is hilarious, by the way. Like, Alan Moore is very funny. He doesn't, like, not enough people know how funny he is. He's actually one of the funniest writers. Um, but the theme that connects all these stories is it's kind of about what happens when people have great power and they do not take responsibility and how like people and like how someone needs to make them take responsibility. Like that's basically 
kind of what happened. That, that's like a theme in those three. And they're also like somewhat self-contained. You kind of don't need prior knowledge for any of these, you know, like the whole world was built in top 10 and planetary and preacher, right? It's like whole from issue one. So they're really nice and they all have endings. They're not too long. Preacher's the longest, right? And yeah, I think they're great because you don't need to have any knowledge and you can get the depth of like what comic can be, how far they can push. Um, yeah. Whenever yeah. I think and of Alan Moore, urgency and they feel urgent. These stories feel urgent. That's what I love about them too. Yeah. Alan, whenever I think of Alan Moore, I always think of like Donald Sutherland from Animal House. <laughs> like, like <Alan> Moore. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a good that's a good one there, uh, Tony. What you thinking, man? What you got? I uh, I don't know. You know, I, I I didn't really think about this ahead of time. I'm, I'm a huge Saga fan, along with with Andy. Uh, I think it's a super important book. I I hope we do get it on screen someday, just so more people will be exposed to it. I think that'll be just, you know, I think it could be the Star Wars of the next generation, honestly, but. Um, I, I, I was leaning toward, I know McClay, I know you and I are both big Sandman fans. Like, I think that that whole run transcends the, the art of, you know, comics as, as it was between him and Alan Moore, they really elevated the whole industry as an art form. Um, but you know, if I was going to pick one, I'm going to, I'm going to actually go, uh, with, I'm going to go with my X-Men and the Dark Phoenix saga, actually. And people get sick of that because they've seen a couple movies and, yeah, whatever, Dark Phoenix and X-Men. That is the perfect jumping on point for for anybody who's reading into. If you, you know, there's a lot of people who know who the mutants are. You might have seen the movies. How many fans today have gone back, you know, read from one to, to whatever? Nobody, you can't. You might know who was on the original team, who was on the next team, but that is the perfect jumping on point. You've got that character, Kitty Pride, who's just joining in that very first issue. So you get that, you know, like in ER, the first episode, you get Noah Wiley. You can follow the the newbie as they join this, the cohesive team. It runs through the, the introduction of the Hellfire Club and the White Queen. You get the first Dazzler. You get the first... Uh, you know, obviously, you get that epic battle where uh, where Wolverine is in the sewers. What is that? Uh, three one thirty-two. No. Yes, one thirty-two. Yes. One thirty-two. I mean, that is. I just thinking of that that sequence just gives me chills. I, I, uh, it's it's so important, and then where she annihilates the whole planet, and and. And you get introduced to the cosmic side of the X-Men, the Shi'ar, the Imperial Guard. Um, and they sentence her to death. And then Cyclops stands with her, you know, trying to, you know, it's hopeless. But there's just so many images from that that you know are going to be on screen at some point when they're done right. They, they, I mean, they botched that twice now, but Feige won't stand for that. He'll... He'll have his own someday, someday. Um, but Claire, it's perfect Claremont. It's perfect Marvel. Uh, it's a great jumping on point. And if you just read that section, it'll tell you everything you need to know about 
you know, what happened with the originals, what happened with this new class and, and leading into the future. So, you know, I what's love, a, love it. You know, it's a really good one that I forgot about that I think is probably one of the best books you can give to a comic fan that will just blow them away if they've never read it. And that's the Tower of Babel trade paperback um, that Grant Morrison did where, you know, Batman just has to save the day by not being basically a superhero, by using his head and stuff. And um, that is one of the best storylines. So that, that was one I forgot that is just amazing. Yeah, that one was good. But the, that Claremont stuff is hard to beat. I, I will say that. Claremont X-Men is just, that's, that's tough. You can't beat it. Any X-Men titles beatable. <laughs> I'm, just kidding. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm not the biggest X-Men fan, but I do like some we couldn't more. we couldn't tell. We couldn't tell. But yeah, give credit where credit's due. I, I, I do like some of the, the Claremont run. Um so I like doing stuff like this, and I think next week we might kick it up a notch. It's very cliche, but I want to put the gauntlet down now to give you guys time to think about it. Next week will be the very, very cliche. You got to get rid of every book but one. What's it going to be and why? So we're gonna, we're gonna, that's what we're going to talk about during the show next week. So stay oh, tuned I, for that. But like for now, every, like every single is, issue or like a short box or like a run or every book, single short box. Single book. <laughs> singular, Tony. Singular. Uh, one. One book. House uh. of Vernon. You got a cargo shorts on. One book will fit in there. And you better bring it to the table. We want yeah. to see it. We want to see it, whatever yeah. it is. And it's cool. You can see stuff. <laughs> One book. That's why it's going to be a little bit difficult. Oh, come on, Alberto. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shaking his head over there. <laughs> so that's what we're going to pick next week. But for now, we got to make our pick for our one book. Or two, if you're Tony. <laughs> Three, four, <laughs> new comic book day tomorrow. And today with DC. So, I'm going to go. Oh. <laughs> McClay, <laughs> what book are you getting tomorrow? What the hell was that? That All was right. my randomizer. And then yeah, I was so, <laughs> I've, there was a Uh-oh. book that came out um, a month ago now that uh i never knew anything about um people uh have heard about this this character this this um story before uh i guess it has something to do with netflix netflix and it's the mfkz series and uh i didn't know about the series at all until somebody showed me the garbage pail kid variant which this one is freaking amazing so number two is coming out uh this week and Here's the Garbage Pail Kids variant. So just because uh, I found out about the Garbage Pail Kids stuff, this is the book that uh, I'm picking up. Ooh. Yeah. So the, the number two, it's, um, it's not an incentive though, right? It's just a regular price variant? Yeah. That one was an open order. The first yep. one was a one in 10, I believe. Ten. Yeah. 
And even though it was a one in ten, a lot of people still got allocated for that. Yep. yep. Yeah, this looks. I mean, the story looks crazy, uh, really cool. The character design on them is really cool. Uh, kind of reminds me of like, kind of like Sam Keith, like uh, old school. Like the remember the little things in the Max, those little yeah. guys in the Max. Yeah, and, yeah. Yep. Um, a mix with like Scud, the disposable assassin type art. You know, um, really, really cool stuff uh, that I'm getting into just now because of the Garbage Pill Kids variant. So, yeah. Yep. I think Tony picked. I think Tony had that first one. Uh, the, his, his time, didn't you? Last uh, last time it came out, Tony he did. When the morning yep. came out, that was Tony's pick. Yep, yep. Uh, I thought so. Yeah, good stuff. There we go. There we go. Yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. He was holding back on us too. That's the only uh, one I have. Oh, okay, okay. And, and I, I ordered like more copies of number one, hoping to get more one in tens, but I got allocated. That's how you know about that allocation thing. Yeah. <laughs> allocation. We're headed for allocation. <laughs> Tony Fix. You know how you, uh, you know how when you play fantasy football and you draft some guy and they blow up? And then for the next two years, you just follow that player and that team way more than you did before. You know what I'm talking about? That's kind of how I feel about Kushala. Like I, I when she was, uh, I don't know, a year and a half ago, I started specking on her books, just grabbing as many as I can of, of her, the one in 50 and, and all the other variants I could find. And now that's kind of panning out. And that makes me so amped just to read the. <laughs> I want that Spirits of Vengeance, Spirit Rider number one, her one shot. Uh, the the one in twenty five is beautiful. The the Bill Sinkevich. Um, I hope it's going to lead into an ongoing because they announced it as an ongoing a while before. But that's that's the book that I'm most looking forward to tomorrow. Is is uh, uh, you know. Seems like they changed their name maybe from Demon Rider to Spirit Rider. Maybe that was a Disney decision. I don't know. But everybody calls her Kushala now anyway, so whatever. But that's my book. Nice. Go for it. Uh, he, he had just one. <laughs> I'll be here. Caught, every, <laughs> caught everybody off guard. Yeah. Speaking, of, speaking of finding a team and, and sticking with them, I'm sticking with that Tinian freight train that's just been rocketing down the rail line. And Nice House on the Lake number three is out tomorrow. I am amped and pumped to read. That. I'm going to read that one in the parking lot before I even head home. That's where I'm at with this book. As I'm excited to see where this is going. It's it, it's a little weird, a little quirky, but he's just delivering this story extremely well, in my opinion. Oh, my God, <laughs> <laughs> Who's that guy making out within the parking lot? Nothing. It's a book. He's reading a book. <laughs> Somebody call the cops. Uh, yeah, that's good. Dan Kim. Yeah. Um, so I will say, well, when, with Nice House, I, you know, to be honest, I can't remember all these characters, you know, like I need half of them to die, I think, for me to like <laughs> follow what the hell's. There's like too many characters almost that right now. Um, but. Basilisk issue three because for me it's like it's like almost great. I don't know yet, and I still don't know yet. I'm just like, man, is this gonna be great? I feel like 
it's it's got everything, all the all the ingredients. But I don't know yet. I'm just like, please let this be the issue that like solidifies that this is a great series. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Nice. Yeah, I uh, I, I like that one as well. But I uh, I got to go with not all robots. Um, the AWA, AWA right? Upshot. Yep. yep. AWA has been putting out some good stuff. So I'm I'm anxious to see this one, and I really like the uh, the Raza cover. Yeah. Um, Man, and they always have good creative teams and good cover artists. Yep, yep, no doubt. They're doing it right. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that one. Interesting premise on it. But uh, also, I'll, I'll take over for Tony. Seven to Eternity, number 17. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, I know you mentioned that earlier, and Tankers yep. just put that on the chat as well. Yep, so uh, I like that. I like the one in ten for that, for this uh and, this I, and I mentioned, I was like, really? Issue 17 didn't like issue one come out and like, 2008. <laughs> hey, hey. Been forever. Let the build be uh, the beat build, right? <laughs> I remember, like, remember issues one, and then of course those convention variants, and yeah, yeah, that was a crazy one everyone's hunting for. Yep. There's also um, a couple pretty big books coming out. Isn't uh, that Immortal Hulk book coming out where you're supposed to find some decent information out? Um, That's starting to come to an end too, right? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, there's another one um, that was interesting. Is there a gamma flight tomorrow? Uh, oh, Red Room. Oh, yeah. Yep, Red Room. Red Room number three. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I, that's sneaky good, I'm telling you. Yes, like, it is. Uh, it, I can see that having the cult following and just, uh, you know, taking off. Yeah, it could be like the um, – was it? The, the baby, uh, the Eric Powell baby book. Yeah, the um, I want to say Satan's baby. What is it? Like yeah, so- yes, yeah, so- Sodomy's baby. Yeah, Satan's so- Sodomy's yes. baby. Yes, yeah. yep. right. well, I know El Beardo jumped on the Tynan train. I'm I'm riding that Tom Taylor train, man. I loved Superman Kal El, I love that issue, and I'm staying with Tom Taylor this week, but. All these series that people are talking about from Boom, my favorite to read right now is Seven Secrets. Seven Secrets number 11, Tom Taylor, Daniel DiNichilo. I'm always messing his name up. This is one of the most fun series to read. Seven Secrets number 11. That's where I'm picking up. Cover A. Bye. Nice. Nice. So there's the stories. There's our picks. But that leaves us, Andy, with what? One more thing. It sure does. All right, one more thing. We're going to go around to each panelist, and they are each going to give us one more thing, whether it's what they got going on their YouTube channel, what they ate for breakfast, they ran, if they ran out of floss, whatever it is, one more thing. We're just going to start right from the middle. Tomlin, what do you got for us? All right, go to Keep It Thorough Comics. Go to comicbookinvest.com, uh, Tales from the Flipside. Simple Man's Comics, uh, and my one more thing is I've been trying to pick up, yeah, for somebody that wasn't into Loki and didn't really finish watching all of it and spoiled it all, but whatever, uh, I've been picking up Kang covers, so uh, Kamala Kang here on Infinity Wars uh, 2, pretty pretty cool cover, you know, never know, and then this one's for uh, Nico, we've got uh, Kang taking over the White House. So In- insurrection, one. Kang. <laughs> there you go. This uh, this was for you, brother. 
<laughs> there, there it is. That was That's a tough book to find. Yeah, it is. Uh, Lauren, Lauren found that one for me. So, uh, congrats to her. Alberto. Ooh, one more thing. Follow everybody here in the chat. Scroll down below. And look at the description down there for everybody's YouTube channels. Follow all the panel members and uh, support everybody in the chat. And share that comic love. Also, you're not saying it, so I'm going to say it for you. You got something big coming up Friday, right? Is it this Friday? What, 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 what? This is true. This Friday, August 6th, Friday, Friday, Friday. is the next comic dojo whatnot auction down here in the comic dojo it is a mess there's comic books everywhere that i'm loading up for that that's gonna be a riot i think i have more fun than the people that show up for that i'm excited for that we're gonna crank some tunes we're gonna sling some books we're gonna have a good time dan kim dan comics has been off the hook lately you've been doing all types of content over there from meditation to like burritos making burritos and stuff over there what do you got going on for us or well, yeah, yeah, that's not YouTube, I want to talk about that. Cooking. Yeah, so um, I started a new cooking series, right, where I do vegan recipes. And um, the idea is that I got laid off. I used to work at Wayne Manor, and I was a head chef, and I had to cook for Damien all the time. And <laughs> and Alfred, you know, he told me he became a vegetarian, so I had to develop all these new vegetarian recipes. And since I got laid off, I'm kind of disgruntled. I, mean, I live in Bloodhaven. I don't live in Gotham City. And I, like, talk shit on Bruce Wayne and Damien, but – the running gag is like, I don't know they're Batman and Robin, but I just keep talking about them and I make this food, but they're like actual good recipes. And then, uh, yeah, it's like, and I'm like talking about like, I don't know how this, he's from Asia somehow, this mysterious sun shows like out of nowhere. I don't know what's going on. And, um, that's a lot of fun. And I'm, I'm like, I'm channeling my inner David Chang while I do this. Like I'm, I'm pretending I'm kind of like David Chang pissed off. <laughs> so that's a lot of fun. And I have a bunch of recipes ready and backstories of like living at Wayne Manor and all the weird shit going on. Awesome. And that's, that's at Dank Comics, right? Dank Comics on YouTube. The link's in the description if you guys need to check that out. But um, yeah, I enjoyed the burrito video. That was so much fun. <laughs> McClay. Uh, um, I mean, if you're probably doing something right after this. I mean, there's way you're doing podcasts and everything. It's crazy, dude. It's an it's it's uh, pretty crazy how it's like phone calls every ten minutes around here lately. But uh, I was uh, excited because I was talking with the guys earlier. I'm finally going through the books for whatnot stuff, and uh, flip side is going to be on whatnot. Uh, I haven't decided when I want the first uh, show to go off. It might be tonight. It might be tomorrow morning i don't know but um i oh, uh most dropping sales yeah i'm really looking forward to it man i'm gonna I, i'm gonna try and you know have it mostly be you know comic stuff like uh it sounds like these guys are saying you know the the like 10 10 to 20 dollar books are probably you know some of the books that are selling the best and this and that but more than anything um i don't want it just to be about comics you know what i mean i want it to be about uh, action figures, uh, um, cards. So I have like a 80, I have a two cases of 89 Fleer basketball. I'm going to, I'm going to 
one of them's an open case. So I'm just going to bust out a box and see if somebody wants to buy a, you know, an unopened box of 89 Fleer basketball. Um, I've got uh, garbage pail kids stuff, toys. Um, I mean, you name it. I, I'm a little nervous, though. I'll be honest. I'm a little nervous for the only reason that I'm like, I don't have a feel for it yet. So that's what I'm really looking for. I love that feeling when you're kind of nervous and you, you don't know how things are going to go and yeah, you just jump right in. So I'm really looking forward to that. Palms uh, are sweaty, mom's spaghetti. Yeah. Um, I am, uh, you know, crazy things going on a flip side and uh, this community and everything that it, it just never ends. And I continue to have fun just coming on and hanging out with my friends and talking comic books, talking, collecting, talking, whatever. So, uh that is uh that's it so if you guys are on whatnot and uh, most everybody is you know hit a uh, go follow tales from the flip side um i'll tell you what i'm really looking forward to with whatnot and i don't know if they have it set up yet or getting what no, well getting paid fucking a getting paid but, on there, right? <laughs> but i would i would love to get to the point where we can do a thing where you have you know three people on and all, each person can sell you know yeah, and straight up qvc yeah, yeah you're just hanging out with your buddies and you're listening whatever you're having a game show or you know like uh you know do a, a, a some type of like trivia game show like where i host the show and then you have to answer questions and whoever gets a question right is the person that gets to sell their book or something like that you know what i mean like do fun stuff over there um so uh, i'm looking forward to that that's gonna be a lot of fun tony very cool. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that too, Brian. I'm I'm glad you're I'm I'm glad you're jumping in. Um, uh, my my one more thing is I'm gonna I'm gonna do, <laughs> I did I only did one book, so I'll do two more things. Just uh, I am also on whatnot. I'm trying to I'm trying to find a regular time that works with my work schedule, where there aren't a million sellers on. Just do it while you're at work, bro. I write, right? Just lock like, the door. What's up, guys? What's, what's he doing back there? Um, keep the short box under my desk, right? Uh, no, but uh, I I think I'm settling in on Thursdays, about the time when you come home from work. There, uh, It's not a, not 15,000 sellers on at that time, but a lot of people, you know, get done a little bit early and start shopping. Uh, so... I'm gonna I'm gonna try to schedule right about four o'clock on on Thursdays between four and five, so I got that going on. But my my actual one big thing, Brian, thanks. Uh, I wanted to to thank you, Mr. Wood. Um, I don't have it because I handed it off yesterday, but I just sent off a, a oh. before Watchmen Rorschach number three to Tori at Twin City Comics yesterday. Uh, he is going to fly across the country. I don't even know where they're doing it. He's going to get Robert De Niro to sign that bad boy. Ooh. There is a, I haven't talked to Topher to know if it's the first, but there is an appearance of Travis Bickle in that comic book. It's like a two page spread. It's done really well um, where he, he picks up Rorschach as the taxi driver. Uh, so I'm really excited to get in that back. I was, I was looking for books asking on the Patreon on, yeah, I think board. we even I think we even looked like after one of these streams we were looking and we found that Rorschach. Yeah, yeah, no, it was your idea, so yeah. I dug into that and that was a really good, awesome. really good one. So I can't wait to get that back. That's gonna be cool. 
So my my one more thing, I just want to bring this up. I don't know if people are following NFTs at all, but I know people do collect Funkos. Did you guys see that Funko launched some NFTs today and they sold out freaking super quick and they sold out packs. And then like the, within the packs, you had like certain cards that you could actually redeem for a Funko, but they're also being smart about it where, you know, um, you have to wait a, like a month, a, a time frame to redeem it for the Funko. And it's whoever redeems it. It's not like, cause you know how it is. You buy your wax wallet, it goes into your wallet or whatever. It's whoever redeems it gets it. It's not whoever bought the pack gets it. So, um, but yeah, you I don't can know if trade that shit. I thought that was cool. I was like, maybe I'll buy a pack. It was like 10 bucks, but they sold out quick as hell. And they had like, uh, everyone's getting into the NFT market. So it's crazy to watch. Um, I'm still completely new to it, but I like, I, I bought some GP garbage pro kids, NFTs. Uh, so I stick to the bigger pools that I know of like tops and, and things like that. But um so that's enjoyable. And I will say I am editing a, an interview up. Uh, Mark Guggenheim, who is the showrunner for, you might know from Arrow. He created the Arrowverse, Legends of Tomorrow. But he's written a bunch of comics, talk about it on the interview. He's got a comic book coming from Dark Horse called Last Flight Out. Kick-ass comic. He gave me the first three issues to read digitally. Love it. Talk about it in that interview. That will be going up very shortly on my channel. So make sure... Subscribe, click the bell, that way you get notified when that video hits. But Mark Guggenheim, one of the nicest, nicest guys like I've talked to, especially I uh, I got a little fanboyish just knowing everything that he's worked on and um, I really enjoyed that interview. So that'll be hitting the th that the theater. <laughs> that'll be hitting the channel soon. And I'm excited to see Suicide Squad. Other than that, once again. Love this panel. Love talking to you guys about comics. Love everyone that's keep coming into the chat each and every week. Hope you continue to do so. With that being said, we will see you in next week's show. She pull up, hop out, then she swerve. Do your two step. Your little cat won't make it work. Make it work, Jill. Make it work. Strike a pose. Make it work, Jill. Make it work. Strike a pose. I pull up.